0: From the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church.
1: Thank you, Hills Music. And thank you to the children. That was amazing. Uh, when I was at their age, there was not price you can pay for me to come out here to talk. That's not going to happen. So, I'm really grateful that they are learning at their early stage. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. They're amazed that the scripture someone just quoted now in the next 20 years might save them from something. It's amazing what God is doing. And we we'll bless God for the teachers, for those God is, God is using. They are really, really, really doing well. We we'll bless God for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the opportunity to be here. And thank you, Pimo, for the opportunity. Uh, I always consider it a privilege uh, to uh, stand here to minister, uh, even though most, you know, a lot of the times it's not my choice. But um, I, I'm a background person. I like to sit at the background and that's why I like Zena's ministry so much. She just sends us out here and sits down in her beautiful white shoes. <laughs> so it's amazing and I've been praying. Hopefully one day God answers that prayer for me. And I should point out before I start that, you know, uh, especially for those who are coming here for the first time, that I am not Pastor Mo. Let me make that clear. Uh, My name is Fred Fred. (laughs) Onachukwu. So please lower your expectations (laughs) as much as possible. You know, people move from teaching to preaching and sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. I just know words are coming out of my mouth. So please don't, um, don't be, don't, don't, don't vest if I, if I don't deliver your expectations. You can come next Sunday, I think it'll be preaching, so. All right. I like to stay on my lane. Um, I've actually learned that in a very hard way. Um, some years ago, I was running a network, uh, young professionals, entrepreneurs. And we we'll have these roundtable meetings and we invite guest speakers to come in uh, to speak. And one of the times it was Philadro Pei who was supposed to come in. And so we exchange emails and sometimes I'll go to his office but I love the emails. And the way he ends his emails always really really cool. Like I'm like this is so cool. And he'll end it with his initials. So he will write everything and then say cheers FD. I'm like this is so cool. So one of the days I said to myself I'm going to try this. But So his name is Fela Durotoye. And what's his initials? Help me out. What's his initial? Okay, my name is Fred Wonachiku. So, when I typed, what should I type? Pimo, I don't think, this is guilty. We shouldn't be talking about elimination of guilt. So when I typed, that, I said to myself, no, 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 no. This is not right. So I I, I like to stay on my lane. I like to stay on my lane. Just do my own thing. Okay. All right. The books of the Bibles are really amazing. The entire sister books. Beautiful books. But there are five of them for me that stand out the most. And if you've not read the Bible, the the entire Bible, these five for me, for me, they stand out the most. Um, The first is Genesis. And then the Gospel according to John. Romans is the third. Ephesians is the fourth. And the last one, the fifth one is Revelation. These five books for me, you know, other people that have their own, these five books for me speak a whole lot. For they talk about the entire Bible, speak from God to creation to grace to the end time. It, it's just amazing what these five scriptures do. And in the past couple of weeks, we've been looking at the book of Romans, uh, a fantastic book written by a man who was in prison. To people who he had never met before. Paul had never met these people before. He wrote to them. And he wrote to them about the mercy and grace of God. And we've been studying that in the past two weeks. And if you've not been coming for our midweek service, it's been amazing. It's been really wonderful. I I would really strongly urge you to please come this Wednesday. Make our time. God is really speaking to us mightily. Now, this, um, this morning, I want us to begin with a scripture. To read. I want us to read together uh, one or two scriptures. And if you may, if you can, please stand. We'll begin with Romans chapter 3, verse 30. The Passion Translation, please. We're going to read that together. Are we ready? Awesome. All right, so one to go. Since there is only one God, He will treat us all the same. He eliminates our guilt and makes us right with him by faith, no matter who we are. Amazing scripture. I'll be moving between the whole Bible because the Bible is one, but the main focus today is Romans. The next scripture is Galatians 1, Galatians 5, verses 1. Galatians 5. Okay, let's read that together. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I want us to think while we read this scripture. Let's read it again, please. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. and Be burdened again by a yoke. I wanted to pray to God this morning. Say, Lord, speak to me. Say, so I yield my heart to you. I yield my ears to you. I open my heart to your word. Minister to my heart let the entrance of your word bring light grant me understanding help me grasp your truth let my life become fertile ground that the word of god when it drops in will germinate and will be a fruit say lord speak to me as an individual don't worry about who is sitting next to you say lord speak to me as an individual speak to me O oh god speak to me O oh god i want to sing that song your mercy triumphs of a judgment
0: I tried my best but still I failed
1: is the spirit that quickens the flesh profits nothing the words I speak to you they are spirit and they are life let my words become spirit this morning oh God and let there be healing in every heart that needs healing oh God minister to us oh God in a language you understand for in your name we have prayed and everyone say amen you may be seated hallelujah in Romans chapter three verse 23, Romans 3:23, the Apostle Paul writing to the Romans, made a very profound statement and said, "For all have seen and come short of the glory of God. For all have seen, every human being have seen and come short of the glory of God." You see, when Adam ate the fruit at the garden, He introduced sin into the earth, into the world. And as a result of that, every human being born into this world developed what we call the Adamic nature, the nature to sin. And it's because of that reason why we all, a lot of times, come into that place where we are tempted and fall into that place, that's what we call sin, that's missing the mark. That's why in Psalm 51 verse 5, the, the the psalmist, that's David, when he was praying to God, he said, "Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me." Because he realized that right from the beginning, sin is found in us. So it doesn't matter how righteous or how sub righteous a person can be. Every human being born into this world is born into sin, and that was the reason why God looked at mankind. And decided that he was going to send his only son his only son into the world that he might redeem us from this bondage of sin and everything that comes with sin including guilt in first john 1 7 the bible says the blood of jesus cleanses us from all sins so when we come to god what happens is that his blood begins to wash us begins to clean us begins to make us pure and it doesn't matter what a person had done before. That's irrelevant to God. Once a person comes to God, He says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all. And the Bible does not make a mistake. It cleanses us from every sin, no matter what a person had done. The problem is that after that, after sin comes guilt a lot of times. And, and, and God does not want us to live a life that is not Joyful, because a guilty Christian is definitely not a joyful Christian. You can't do anything. You can't worship. You raise your hand to, de- to heaven, and the devil is like, "Bring it down." What are you doing? You can't worship. A jo- a, a, a guilty Christian cannot be cannot want. To, he doesn't want to come every time to fellowship with God. That's why sometimes you wake up in the morning. Sometimes it's like, "Should I go or should I not go?" Because of guilt. And guilt is a very dangerous thing. And the Bible says, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Guilt removes us, draws us away from coming to that place where we have fellowship with God. We cannot have boldness to witness because you're afraid of what people are going to say. Guilt is not what God designed for us. When we are clean, we are cleaned. The Bible says that it's for freedom that Christ has made us free. Yes. Not just freedom from sin, but freedom from guilt. And everything that comes with sin. It is for freedom that we are saved. It is for freedom that we are redeemed from the bondage of sin. There are three entities, mentally, that charge us with guilt. The first is the world we live in. The world charges us of being guilty. If you remember the case of Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10, after Saul had been with Samuel the prophet and Samuel anointed him and Saul walked all the way and came to a town called Gibeah. That place, there were, son, there were prophets prophesying and Saul joined them and began to prophesy. Now those who were passing by suddenly were like, What? the NLT version puts it this way they said to him what is even Saul a prophet how did the son of Kish become a prophet the world is saying you are guilty Saul. you should not be prophesying you cannot who are you to stand with a prophet to prophesy you shouldn't be there so the world brings charges us with guilt with mighty guilt I saw this joke and it says that a disrespectful moment is when you know a brother is moving with his evangelical team and they're all in on the street and then across the road a slave queen waves at him and say yeah customer you know, not come today now that's real guilt for that person he will never go out again to witness because the world is always at all times saying to you hmm, I know you I know you Friday night 9 p.m. we know where we meet and then there's that guilt constantly I watched this movie where this guy had a group of friends and then you know he, he the, his name is um, Zeke and then they call him Zeke the freak how do you witness how does this guy become born again and go back to his guys and says repent they'll say Zick the freak you it's gonna be very difficult and the world is constantly bringing that to us the unbelievers, we must have heard them say to the churches that churches are full of hypocrites who are they to speak to us, who are they to minister to us. Churches are full of people who don't, they just, they just do other things outside and then leave whatever they want to leave, they're just pretending. The second entity is the devil. The devil charges us with guilt when we fall short of God's holiness. He's there always charging us. Yesterday I went to make a plaza and something interesting happened so i went to get ink for my printer and then as i was walking out i saw these two guys i think they are security guys and they were exchanging words so and they were just shouting on top of their voices so the first one said you are stupid huh i said today not today and then the one the other guy responded why am i stupid here is his response he said you are stupid because you are stupid thought maybe I didn't hear him very well. He said, your stupidity is as a result of your stupidity. You are too stupid. I was like, I I don't know where this argument is going to end. So I had to walk to my car because I couldn't believe what they were saying. The devil is ready and always to accuse us every single time. The word Satan means adversary. Devil literally means the one who throws things against us. In Revelation 12 verse 10, the Bible calls him the accuser of brethren who accused them before God day and night. Always, constantly. The devil does not want you. He tells you you are not good enough. Who are you to worship? You raise your hands to heaven. He says, bring it down. Who are you to worship God? He even quotes scriptures and he knows a lot of scriptures. He can quote the entire Bible. He does it out of contest, but he does know all of them. And he will tell you: the Lord is pure, has a pure eye than to behold iniquity. Don't you know that God is angry with the wicked every day, even after you've confessed your sins and come to God? He continues to bring himself against you. In Zechariah chapter 3, in Zechariah 3, verses 1, we see a scenario that the prophet says, And then I saw. Joshua, the high priest, standing before an angel of God. And then he said, I also saw something. I saw Satan standing at his right hand. And he gave us a reason why. He said to accuse him. That's the reason for him standing there. He's not there to say, Joshua, go on and preach. No, no, no. He's there to accuse him. To tell Joshua he's not qualified to stand in the presence of an angel. To stand in the presence of God. How many times do you want to do something and the devil tells you you cannot do it? You are guilty as charged. You have committed the sin. You've done this thing. Who are you? You want to have a baby and then you're praying. You're praying to God. I need a baby. Lord, I need a baby. And he said to you, you, you that committed abortion some time ago, who are you to ask for a baby? And then from there you can no longer pray. He there always, constantly, the charges of guilt constantly always to charge for all kinds of things that's his job the bible says the enemy devil comes to kill to steal and to destroy that's his job function he doesn't want you to be happy he doesn't want you ever to stand in that place where you are where you can lift your hands to heaven and fellowship with god the third point or the third accuser is our consciences our consciences they charge us with guilt when we know we have sinned now some consciences are more alert than the other ones some are very 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 alert you know how you're driving a car that has sensors and you're going back and it begins to make noise when you want to hit something but then again as you're getting closer and closer it starts making a lot of noise so much noise that you're wondering ah, what's going on that's exactly how a lot of our consciences are and then also accuse you of being guilty you you've done this you've done that you've done this conscience in and of itself is a good thing because God put them there as an alert to keep us at that place where we are going to know what we know that we shouldn't do something wrong I remember um Pastor Deboe one time he was talking and then he was preaching and said he said that a lot of times when he wants to do something wrong what he will hear is Deboe don't be a fool and as his conscience speaking So conscience in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. But when you have been washed with the blood and it still reminds you of your guilt, then there's a problem. Because the blood of Jesus has been created for us. The blood of Jesus is there to make sure that we are whole. I want to read Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. God's answer to these things that we've mentioned the devil the world and our conscience Romans 8 1 says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit there is therefore now everybody say now Everybody say noun. It's not about what happened before. He's referring to noun that you are in Christ Jesus. He says, therefore, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Once you've given yourself to God, once you've given yourself to God, you are now a Christian, then condemnation should never exist. Guilt must be eliminated. Because that's what Christ came for. He came to free us from every bondage. The Bible says it is, if the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed, John 8, 36. If the Son of Man has freed you from sin, your freedom is guaranteed. Guilt should not hold you bound. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. For some people, they're like, I don't know if God can ever forgive me for what I've done. I don't know if God, if this particular, I can't even talk my friends about it. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. If you can hear the sound of my voice, God can forgive you. And God has forgiven you if you have asked for forgiveness. You don't need to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. You know sometimes you ask, you keep asking like 20 times. Here's what happens when one will ask forgiveness. The moment you ask, the blood of Jesus wipes it out. It goes away from the memory of God. So when you return the next time and say, God forgive me, he's wondering, forgive me for what? Because he doesn't remember what you did in the past. He doesn't remember what that sin was. So he's wondering, what's is this? What's, what's my daughter asking for? I don't understand, what are you asking for? That sin is completely wiped out. There is therefore no condemnation. Say to your neighbor, no condemnation. Say to your neighbor, no condemnation. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're here and you're not born again, this scripture doesn't apply. You need to give yourself to God. You need to surrender yourself to God. You need to be born again. You need to yield yourself to God verse 33 says who shall bring a charge against God's elect it is God who justifies not the devil who is he who condemns it is Christ who died and furthermore he is reason who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercessions for us verse 35 says what shall, who shall separate us from the love of God nothing guilt cannot separate you from the love of God it doesn't matter what it is has happened in the past. Once you've come to Christ, you are in Christ Jesus. Freedom is guaranteed. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ set us free. It's for freedom. He didn't come just so that we can just be born again and that's it. No, no, no. He wants a scenario we are seen. And everything that comes with the guilt is completely eliminated, destroyed, thrown away from us. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the power of the blood of jesus so if you're here and you're wondering what can happen or what cannot happen if you've confessed that sin it is forgiven you come to god you ha- you are not condemned god calls you a saint Saints are not people who have died yes there are people who have died we're them saints. sins sins are also people who are living if you remember in the scripture, every time Paul writes a letter, he says to the saints who are at this place. To the saints, who are, are, he's talking about people who are alive. People who are in churches. Those who have given themselves to God. Remember the case of the woman who was caught in adultery. In John 8, from 2 to 11. And then these scribes and Pharisees brought to Jesus this woman. And they said to him, aha, today we have caught this one the law of Moses and they were right the law of Moses said if anyone is cutting adultery cast a stone kill her they didn't bring the man though they only brought the woman and they said stone heart that's what the law says but Jesus knowing that he didn't come into the world to condemn just have come that you would have life it's not about condemnation but about living it's changing that and then Jesus said, said to them if you don't have a sin cast a stone they looked at themselves everyone knew they had sins so they began to move away one by one one by one finally jesus said to the woman has no one condemned you she said no lord no one then jesus responded neither do i condemn you go and sin no more in other words your sin is forgiven observe something guilt sometimes brings us to god that's what happened to this woman this woman may never have encountered Jesus without this particular case. But as a result of this, she was drawn to God. And his, her sins were wiped out. And she went ahead to live her life free of sin and guilt. That this song we sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. And we sing that song, but this time replace fear with guilt. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm no longer a slave to guilt. I'm now a child of God.
0: You unravel me with your melody. You surround me with
1: a song. Let's sing that together.
0: Of the liver.
1: Oh uh-huh. my- 30 says since therefore since there is only one God he would treat us all the same he eliminates our guilt and makes us right with him by faith no matter who we are it doesn't matter who you are I'm closing now it doesn't matter what you've done it doesn't matter what the past is there is only one sin that is unforgivable and that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit and I can guarantee if you're listening to me this morning you have never committed a sin you're not even close at all to even coming close to it so every single sin can be forgiven every past everything that at night is holding you bound holding you saying to you you cannot do this you cannot do that last Sunday Pastor Mo preached on unashamed guilt brings shame guilt Bring to that place where you cannot share God with your people at the office. Bring to that place where you cannot talk about Christ. You cannot fellowship with him as close as you should be. This morning, God wants to eliminate that completely from our heart. And if it's so much, there is something that is so much, that you feel like, okay, I need to talk to somebody. Please make our time and call Pastor Moore and speak with him about it. But Christ provides his blood. His blood is available to cleanse us, to free everyone from every guilt, from every shame, from everything that holds us bound. The song says, I am a child of God. And because I'm a child of God, I am not a slave to fear. And every single time the devil accuses you of being this, of being that, you need to let him know, I am a child of God. I am not a slave to this. I am not a slave to sin. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what the sin is. I am a child of God. I want us to pray this morning. Let's bow our heads to pray this morning. Say, Lord, I give you my heart. Thank you for the death on the cross. Thank you for Jesus who died that I might be redeemed. Thank you for redeeming me from the bondage of sin. I am not a slave to anything. I'm a child of God. Remember these scriptures. It is for freedom that Christ made us free. I am free from guilt. I am free from everything that is not of God. I am free from every every shame. I am free. I am free. I am free. I'm not bound by any slavery. I'm not bound by anything. The Bible says stand firm then. Do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery by the yoke of guilt don't let yourself to be burdened galatians chapter 5 verse 1 say lord i yield my heart to you i yield myself to you i yield myself to you let your mercy cleanse me if you're not born again there's an opportunity for you to be this is an opportunity for you to give your life to christ all you need to do is to say lord i surrender to you i give you my heart i give you myself i give you my soul I give you everything. Be my Lord and personal Savior. I confess my sins and I acknowledge Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Begin to make that a prayer this morning. Make that prayer this morning. Say, Lord, I am not guilty anymore. There is no condemnation against me. There is no condemnation. I am not condemned. I am free from every yoke. I am free from every hindrance. Our fellowship with God our fellowship with God, I stand firm with God. Christ lives in me. Your mercy, O God, is over judgment. Your love is wider than horizons. Oh, your love is stronger than every sin, oh God. Lord, your kindness that lead us to repentance. Thank you for sending your only son to die on the cross for our redemption. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming our hearts. Thank you for saving us. We are born again. We are Christians. We are people of God. Sin is eliminated. Guilt is eliminated everything of the enemy is eliminated we are whole in the name that is above every name you made clean this morning the blood of jesus washes us the blood of jesus sanctifies us thank you jesus for sitting at the right hand of the father making intercessions for us you're making constant intercessions for us you're saying to the father remember i paid the price for these ones you're saying to the father remember I've paid the price they cannot be contained they are not guilty anymore they are not guilty no matter what the devil charges them with they are not guilty Lord thank you this morning thank you this morning let your spirit continue oh God the work in our hearts, the work in our souls oh God the work in our spirits We yield ourselves to you. Begin to yield yourselves to the Lord. If there's anything in your heart, this is a time to pray. This is a healing service as well. Say, Lord, heal my heart. Say, Lord, work in me. The Holy Spirit is here to deliver anyone who needs a touch this morning. Say, Lord, I yield myself to you. Your mercy, O oh God. Your mercy, O oh God. Your mercy, O oh God.